88, seven the pulse, let's get it. This is Jacob Priestley. He's your average 20 year old. He loves discovering new bands to listen to and playing video games and hanging out with his friends. But one thing about him affects every part of his daily life. Jake is diagnosed with mitochondrial disease, or Mito for short. I'm Rebecca Freeman, and today on The Public Pulse, we're diving deep into what it's like dealing with disabilities and what you can do to help. All right, so Jake, can you give the listeners a brief overview of what mitochondrial disease is and what living with it looks like for you? So it's like running on like AA batteries on a house. I can't use a lot of energy when I'm going out. So like I can only walk for 15, 30 minutes until I need to have a rest. I need to lay down. That makes sense, yeah. One thing that I heard about it is you have to take naps in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that's like for you? So napping is kind of like a reset point. So like if I'm really tired and I'm starting to feel like crashing is what we call it. I'm starting to feel de-energized or tired or not the best. I usually nap for two to three hours sometimes. I will feel refreshed again and energized again. This is Jake's mom, Brittany. Hello. And I want to know, what are some ways people have made your job as a parent more difficult because of their lack of understanding for Jake's needs? Um, well, a lot of people don't quite understand his disease. I mean, there is like a couple of visual things, like he has scoliosis really bad, and so he can't stand up straight. But um, when he's in his wheelchair and stuff, like people don't see his disease on the outside. And so a lot of people just assume that he isn't as sick as he really is or that nothing's wrong with him just because they can't see it. We get a lot of people that will like say, well, he looks fine. Why does he have to be in a wheelchair? Or like, why does he have to rest all the time? Like people just don't understand because they can't see it. So are there any like specific instances you can think of of people being, I guess, disrespectful in a way where it like inhibits you being able to help him? Yeah, actually, this just happened a couple months ago. We were at Disneyland and he had an issue where he was starting to crash. And when he starts to crash, that means like his body starts to shut down because he's used all of his energy in his body. And so we went to an inside area that has like a lot of um, like couches and stuff. And so we went in there and he laid down and had to fall asleep. He like fell asleep instantly. This one of the workers came over and was like banging on his head. It was like, wake up, wake up. Oh my and I wasn't sitting like next to him. I was talking to my mom. And so like I heard that and I turned around and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh you, you are, are not, not supposed, supposed to be, be sleeping, sleeping on here. here. And I was like, it's OK. Like he has a medical issue that he needs help right now and yeah. he needs to sleep and he needs to rest. And he goes, well, well what, what if, if there's, there's an, an emergency, emergency and he, he needs to get, get out? out? He, he can't, can't just be sleeping. sleeping. And I, you'll be there to wake him yeah, up. That's what I said. Yeah. I go, this is his wheelchair. And if he, there's a medic or if there's an emergency, I will grab him, put him in his wheelchair and zoom. Yeah, you know (laughs) what to do. The employee does it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what are some ways that in instances like this, people could be more supportive or could be a better advocate for you, I guess? Well, I think having a little bit more compassion for people Mm -hmm. is a big one because everybody is so like just focused on their own stuff, you know, and they don't really care about others because you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know everybody's story and why, why they're where they're at. I don't know if this is what you would call it, but I guess reading the room. Mm-hmm. So if you see someone laying down next to a wheelchair, you can <laughs> assume that they're 
they're disabled. Definitely. <laughs> yes. And so if they're lying down and, you know, sleeping or taking a rest, you can you can say, oh, he needs that rest or mm-hmm. she needs that rest. Or they could have come to me and been like, you know, is there something going on that we need to be aware of? Yeah. Do you need to go to first aid? Like, exactly. They could have asked instead of yeah, just making assumed, a decision. Yeah, yeah. well, and like, mm-hmm. he was so mean to us. I'm so sorry for that situation. That's horrible. Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off that, instead of just thinking of like employees in these kind of public spaces, what are some ways that just people in general in public, when they see you, how do they react and how do you wish that they would uh, react instead? I don't really think about it, honestly. That's good. Because (laughs) it's like, I'm in a wheelchair. People are going to stare. Yeah. But I don't think anyone judges me that's because good. at least nowadays people are very understanding of disabled people if something happens keep an eye out but don't make it i guess obvious or, or yeah. like if, if it's something does happen try to be there or try to be handy and you know maybe call the police if needed or like an ambulance <laughs> exactly yeah don't help out unless it's needed don't yeah. interfere yeah, yeah but that like makes sense. another thing is um if you see them going through like a, a door try and help at least try. Yeah. That was going to be one of my things, too, is when you see someone with, and one person only pushing a wheelchair, open the door. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Help them out because it's so hard to try to push the wheelchair through the door. Then Jacob has to try to hold the door open mm-hmm. while I push, you know. That's then, such a process. Yes. Yeah. And Luckily, I have long arms, yeah. but I'm not strong. <laughs> yeah, and even sometimes he's had to use his leg to oh like, my hold doors open. Yeah, people just need to be helpful. Yeah. When you yeah. see something, say something. Or yeah. in this case, do something. Yeah, <laughs> Like, when you're talking to somebody that's, like, in a wheelchair or that has disabilities, talk to them. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to the person that's with them Definitely. about them. Yeah. You know? Because that's a real person. <laughs> yeah. It's a real person. You don't have to be like, so does Jacob like this? Well, I don't know. Ask, ask him. him. <laughs> don't yeah, ask that is, me. That is the sure. one pet peeve I have. Is no, like, that yeah, makes I know, sense. Like, like, I know I'm disabled, but yeah. I can talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, Jake, what can our audience do to support people in their lives with disabilities better? Um, Find things that cheer them up and continue to do that. I think being a good friend is probably the biggest thing because a lot of people that have disabilities, you know, they kind of lack in the friend department. So it's nice to um, show them that you actually care about them. Yeah, reach out. Just being a good friend in general when it's the difference of when it's someone with disabilities versus not is you as that friend, it's your responsibility to speak up for the other person. Mm -hmm. So like if someone is like talking about you behind your back and you're in a wheelchair, so you can't turn around and be like, (laughs) cut that out. Your friend who's not in a wheelchair should be like, hey, stop that, Mm -hmm. that's my friend, you know? Exactly. That kind of thing. Definitely step up because they do get teased a lot and Mm -hmm. talked about a lot. And And we can't really do anything about it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, just needing someone to advocate for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't doesn't matter if you're in a wheelchair or not, you know, even like people who have autism, it still goes for them. Try and stand up for people who have any kind of disability. Disability, mental illness, whatever. Mm One of the most pivotal points in Jake's whole experience with Mido was when he went viral online for a post his mom made. So um, my mom posted on Facebook on about like a just just like a card thing and uh, like her friends on Facebook, my dad's friends on Facebook, and then my granddad's friends on Facebook. I just said, you know, Jacob loves to have birthday cards, and so it's really hard to find him birthday gifts. So if you would like to send him a birthday card. Here's our P.O. box. Yeah. So then, how did it escalate? So the second year, I guess, well, well, we went 
well, some news stations actually contacted us. So how did they find out about it? Um, through Facebook. You oh, know, so like your friends were sharing to their friends and it just got yep. bigger and bigger from there. Yeah. yeah. And he has a Facebook group, Plug um, Adventures with Mighty Jake. We posted on there as well. And it just grew with friends of friends of friends and then their friends and then their friends. 6.1,000 likes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it, it eventually grew into um, news stations contacting us. And then we did a few um, segments in news stations. Wow. So mm-hmm. our We big, did all of the local news. Yeah. Our big one was Fox. We did a couple wow. of Wow. Yeah. yeah but, That's so cool. Um, he was featured on, like, Good Morning America. The um, couple of, like, the best things that happened through all of this. One of the news people was talking to him, and they said, Jacob, how many cards do you want? And he said, I want 100,000. So that was, like, How old was he at this point? The, I think he was... 14. Yeah, 14 Aww. or 15. <laughs> and so um, I think... They just ran with that and mm-hmm. was like, you know, he wants a hundred thousand cards. Oh, Let's and try they to were get trying to hit it. Yeah. <gasps> so and did they? We didn't. We, I think we got about sixty thousand. But that's cow. still a lot. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, so many. The best things that came from this were um, he got a message from Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she, she has a, she has his phone number. Cool. Yeah. Like he what? literally like sent it to me in a text. <laughs> Pretty so, cool. Then, Whoa. Um, I think we got one from Bruno Mars. Or I don't know what you're talking about. It was like a card, remember? Was it? Oh, no, you're right. It was a card. Okay, we did. We Bruno got a Mars card. made yeah. you a birthday card? Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the big question is, that's the reason why I was getting all this information. How did all of this feel for you? Uh, like, what tiring. was your experience like? It was tiring? <laughs> well, like, everything's tiring. Um, surreal, especially the card stuff. Um just like thinking that how many people were sending me cards. I think in total we got like oh, definitely over 100K in total out of mm. all of the years wow. that we did it. Um, it was just a lot because like there were some weeks or months that we would go to the post office and there were boxes of boxes of boxes Aww. of boxes of schools and people all the way from like Ireland to like um, Africa to Italy to wow, Mexico. Wow, that's crazy. I don't okay. know if you want to put this in, but it's a funny little Go ahead. <laughs> um, inmates really loved Dude, to, no, hold on, hold to on. write cards to him. Huh. Yeah. It's very interesting things. So <laughs> birthday cards, they're a super simple thing that anyone can write, mm-hmm. right? And you got so Tons. many, like an yeah, overwhelming amount. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how can something that was so small originally, how did it grow to have such a big impact on you? So like, why birthday cards? Why is that what you guys were asking um, for? I think my thinking was, um, it just made me happy. And I think the overall thing was, you know, just happy birthday, you know, your name here. And uh, it was just cheap, easy, simple. It was thoughtful. And mm-hmm. to me, it meant a lot because it was like people care about me. Yeah. Like it was it was a lot of happiness that came from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really uh, helped with my mind. That's Kept what it my is. mind off of the disease. And, yeah. Because, yeah. like, when he was having bad days, we would always be like, you know, here's a couple cards Aww. to read, and it would always cheer him up. And he, like, people would write jokes on him. And, yeah, um, keep it entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> they would, like, um, he loved the cards, the homemade cards from, like, yes. schools and families <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Those so were fun. his favorite because they were just so cute. They were adorable. <laughs> yeah. And going back to, you know, something else, it, like, showed the these kids, you know, they're making cards for 
another child with disability and you know maybe it helped them a little bit to kind of understand how to be a little bit more compassionate to definitely yeah they like mm-hmm. saw themselves in him mm-hmm. yeah did it help you like feel connected to your community or just in general like well a, a lot of people in the community stepped up and like um top golf like threw him a little party and Aww. um there was a pizza place called zeke's they um, invited us to come out for some pizza and you know stuff like that it was very nice to to see like the community come together and you know be awesome mm-hmm. can i talk about his birthday party oh, from just, just now yeah. yeah i was there yeah i know <laughs> i know okay. i remember yeah okay explain what it was what the context is okay so um jacob just turned 20 Woo! yeah and um again i kind of used facebook to my advantage and i put out a post and you know because Jacob's had a lot of parties, but they're mostly just, like, family that came and just, like, you know, a couple of our friends. And so I said, you know what? Yeah, Jacob really wants a birthday party, and he, like, planned everything for himself. And I said, "Um, could I just get a couple of young adults to come to his birthday party just because, you know, it would make him feel special. And now that he's an adult, you know, adults have birthday parties that people come to, yeah. right? <laughs> and so um, I was amazed at the amount of people that there said were so many. that they would come. Yeah. And, like, so I made, like, a um, like an invite on Facebook, and there was, like, 118 people that said that they were coming mm-hmm. <laughs> to his party. And I'm pretty sure they all came because yep. I was there. Was, yep. <laughs> there was a lot <laughs> of people. It was a blast. Yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> Great mom, you did an amazing job. I know, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> they just fist bumped for the listeners. <laughs> okay, well, the big question is all of these events where people come out and show their support to you, how do they affect you? In a big way, um, definitely. If like only like five people came, that that we didn't know would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But like there were there's fifty hundred people who came and it was outstanding. It was overwhelming. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a very good way. Good way. Very very good way. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having us. Thanks this was exciting. Coming. Yeah. Follow. Let's go follow on his Facebook page. Which is called Adventures with Maddie Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add like air horn sound effects. Okay. <laughs> My name's Rebecca Freeman, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Public Pulse. Be sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned for more awesome student broadcasts like this one right here on 88.7 The Pulse.